So how could the American Hockey League help save the NHL's All-Star Game? Part 2 of my conversation with Sarah Avampado coming up on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, and this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. So this is part two of my conversation with Sarah Avampado, formerly of Locked On LA Kings, now part of the Calder Farmstead. And the reason we talked about this is because we wanted to see if there could be any ideas implemented from the AHL's All-Star Game to the now-struggling NHL All-Star Game. This is literally a continuation of the previous episode. So without much further ado, here is the rest of that conversation with Sarah Avampado. Enjoy. So this might segue into something else. Yes. Sure. That I want to get into. Uh-huh. The NHL, yes. not so fun. The All-Star game, boring as heck. Yeah. Pacific was in it for just one game and then lost. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, that that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, it was boring. Yeah. Yeah. The ads were just kind of like all over this, this place. What can the All-Star game itself, not just the skills, because we've gotten skills. Right. The game itself. Can it be saved? Can we do anything? Should we bring back the USA versus the world? Like, is there a solution? Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is like, yeah, you need to find some kind of gimmick, whether it's USA versus the world or, you know, if you maybe get, do like, I hated that stupid fake World World Cup thing they did. Like, it was totally made up. But the thing that everyone still talks about years later is that Team North America, the like, all the guys under 23 or whatever it was. Um, And I feel like there's a lot of potential for an all-star game to incorporate something like that, Mm -hmm. um, which then also brings in your Trevor Zegras's and like your young players who are, you know, the whole thing of that team North America was like, look at these guys. They don't care about the rules. They're just doing what they want. Um, You know, there's potential for something like that. Or like, it's a fine line because it's hard to do without getting too gimmicky. But like, you know, you've seen some, sometimes leagues be like, oh, this is the money puck. If you get this one in the net, you get four extra points. Or like, this is the confetti puck. And like, now confetti's like, you can do something gimmicky with the game to make it not just a standard three on three up and back down the ice over and over again. That's a very good point. Um, this, I, I think we're backtracking here because something I forgot to talk about that we had a good convo about like mm-hmm. off air mm-hmm. about gimmicks for other sports mm-hmm. like how can you incorporate that mm-hmm. because you and i saw a few minutes of the pro sorry the pro bowl games they're now calling oh, it it's gosh. no longer the pro bowl okay. but you had this really cool flag football but now they're not wearing helmets now you mm-hmm. don't have to have the whole conversation of oh these guys in pads are not even trying they're not even like tackling they're barely mm-hmm. touching each other and then during the pro bowl games you actually had a little bit more action you could see everyone's personalities. Helmets are off. They're just wearing their t-shirts. And there was even one really hard hit yeah. on that game. Like, you don't normally get that, right? Right, right. Like, what Like, occasionally in hockey, like, I know in the NHL All-Star game, like, I, I saw something on Twitter that, like, 
Dylan Larkin got some crap from his friends for how he did in like the skills competition part. And he, he basically like Michael Jordan meme, I took that personally. And like tried really like he was like back checking in the game he scored like a hat trick or something yeah um so you know occasionally guys will find like a, a, a personal motivation to to try real hard but yeah like the the pro bowl thing was interesting because i feel like football in particular has always gotten a lot of crap for their all-star pro bowl whatever format because it's football they're 100% not trying and so oh, they they, they move to this like flag football thing and it's like it's gimmicky, but everyone knows it's a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Like, and everyone's in on the joke, basically. Uh, and those guys, like, they looked like they were having fun. And so I, I don't know, like, I feel like we had that briefly when they first changed it to three on three. Right. For the NHL. And like those first couple years, like it looked like people were sort of enjoying themselves. Yeah, the and, one in L.A. They looked right. like they were having fun that year. Right. Still. Yeah. And like got, like John Gibson, like you were saying, like tried really hard. You know, <laughs> that's and, one of the best things about the 2016 All-Star game. John Scott was the MVP, but I still remember there were still some Ducks fans, not a lot, but some, that said, where's the John Gibson love? Where's right. the Corey Perry love? Right. Corey Perry got the lone goal in the championship game. John Gibson played otherworldly. Yeah. Yeah. John so Scott, like, but still. Yeah. So, like, they tried. They, those first couple years of three on three when it was like a novelty. I feel like they tried, but the novelty's worn off. Now, three on three is just a regular part of their lives. You know, so like, what do we turn it into like a ball hockey thing? Do we take the skates out entirely? Like, I I don't think so. But like, you you have to find something else to make it fresh. Ring hockey, yes. Ringettes, yeah. That oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> or like, I don't know. Suddenly they all play lacrosse. I don't know, but you know, but like, there needs to be something that clearly the the fun of three on three is gone. Like also in the regular in like regular NHL the fun on 3 and 3 is gone oh, because God. now everyone just plays to get to the stupid shootout. Like whatever. Um yeah, so like That's another another topic. Right. So like when I was watching like the Pro Bowl stuff, it was really refreshing to see these guys having fun, enjoying themselves. Um you know, they're playing the game like like, like we said, they're just wearing they're wearing hats. Like you, you can see their faces. Yeah. And I even saw some like people talking on Twitter both about the Pro Bowl and about, like, the skills competition of, like, oh, these guys have faces, you know? And if you want to talk about marketing the league, it'd be nice to know what they look yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think I only put on the Pro Bowl games just as a lark for a couple minutes because it was the only thing on. I was like, you know, let's give it a try. I'm the kind of person that's like, I'm not going to poo-poo it. I'm going to give it mm. a try to see what it's like. I'm, I've gotten better yeah. about that. <laughs> but actually... Sticking around to watch it for maybe half an hour. Mm-hmm. We're like, where's the fun in the NHL for this? Right. And like, you know, the guys in the Pro Bowl, like they score a touchdown. And then, you know, the NFL, and it's a whole other podcast of like, the, the NFL really cracks down on fun in games. Like you celebrate too hard and you get a penalty. Or oh, whatever, the no fun which league. Which is incredibly stupid. But like, obviously at the Pro Bowl, they can do whatever they want. So like they score and they're doing like choreographed dances in the end zone. Um, or, you know, just celebrating really fun and... You know, I don't know. Is there like, do we add like a best selly competition or something? Like, oh. you know, but you know, you you got to see that personality well, from the players that you don't get to see in the regular NFL because you get a ten yard penalty for exciting yourself. It was like earlier in this season when I saw someone pull off the gritty. Yes, yes, celebration. It was incredibly stupid, was but also like fun. Fun. People were talking about it. I was talking about yeah. it on this podcast. You get away with pulling off the gritty. If you can pull that yeah. off, praise to you 
for doing that. Yeah. Because I don't think I could pull that off. No. no, I don't think either of us could. Absolutely not. No, we're we're in our thirties. I'm too white. <laughs> I mean, so was that boy, but like. But he pulled it off. Yeah. Totally. And then I look at um, baseball. Yeah, they just have the home run derby, but look at Asia, the bunting championship. That's super gimmicky, mm-hmm. but it's really exciting seeing these commentators go, okay, close to the bullseye, 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 go, go, go. And it hits the bullseye, and everyone goes berserk. They have a fun time. Yeah. Or the NBA, they have their slam dunk contest, which is good some years, some years not. Three-point shot's always fun. But the thing that I always liked watching, the rookie challenge. The rookies versus the sophomores, when they had it back then. And I still talk about this game to this day. The best one I ever saw was 2004, when the sophomores had a couple of Hall of Famers. They had Amari Sotomayor. They had some guy named Yao Ming, who's a Hall of Famer. The rookies were a bunch of guys that are Hall of Famers. Some guys named Chris Bosh. Some guy named Dwayne Wade. He may have won some championships. Some guy named Carmelo Anthony. You may have heard of him. Um, some other guy that you've probably heard of since you're here in L.A. Some guy named uh, LeBron James. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All rookies. They all played each other. That was surpassing the hype. I would love to see, especially this year, Mm -hmm. this year would have been so fun to watch the rookies versus the sophomores. To see Mason McTavish go (laughs) against Trevor Zegras. Next year. So this is kind of like an idea. Mm -hmm. Next year, all-star game. Connor Bedard versus Trevor Zegras. Zegers wouldn't be a sophomore. I, we're bringing him back anyway. It's my rules. But Mason McTavish, Maddie Beneers, like, and them. Yeah. Versus the new incoming yeah. class. Yeah. How freaking fun yeah. would that be? Yeah. And would give a break to, like, the older guys, the, like, Eric Carlson's who are like, listen, I've been here forever. I'm glad you like me, but what, like, you yeah. know, giving more of a showcase to some of those younger players, like, great. Yeah. So we, we tried to provide some kind of solution. That's a great solution, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Why the hell not? Yeah. Why not? So NHL, like, do it. Call, call us. Call us. Call us. Rookies versus sophomores. We'll throw some ideas kind of like that. And to your point, the younger generation, mm-hmm. they're going to see the up-and-comers mm-hmm. and go, oh, we want to play like Manny Badiers. We want to, you know, hit a little bit hard like Mason McTavish. We want to be accurate like these guys. Mm-hmm. And then we want to see... Some guy named Connor Bedard do well. Mm-hmm. We want to see some guy named Adam Fantilli just light it up on All-Star Weekend. That would give them their first kind of taste mm-hmm. of All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. And it would also encourage more participation right. with all the teams. Yeah, Like in this case, Seattle didn't have a rep there. Mm-hmm. Maybe bring another rookie mm-hmm. from Seattle mm-hmm. to that event. So yeah. that's an easy fix. Yeah. Yeah. And in that case, maybe maybe you don't have to have a rep from every team for the All-Star game. Maybe you could be a little more, I don't know about that, but... Yeah, I, I would lean more towards you have a rep, like if you're still playing a game of some sort, regardless if you're changing the format or whatever, like I would say the game itself should have someone from every team, but when you're getting down to like skills competition, rookie game, like the flashy stuff, like no offense Coyotes, but like is there someone on your team... Who, like, does every team have a guy who, like, fits a cat? Like, the a- like the AHL does it, it, like, is interesting. Because the AHL, like, everyone who goes 
has roles in the skills competition. Right. But sometimes that means that all you're really doing is like you're passing the put. Like they find something for someone to do, but like they know that not every guy like is there because they're the hardest shot, you know, or, or the best, most accurate, whatever. Some of the guys just are distributing the pucks. Um, but they still find something for everyone to do in that first skills competition day. Day, But like, yeah, maybe you don't need someone from every team for your like fancy trick shot collection of activities. We'll have more with Sarah Avampado after this brief word from FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to them, that's even better. Because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet between the Eagles and the Chiefs. You'll get up to 3000 bucks back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So once again, head over to FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports partner of the NFL. And please gamble responsibly. Great segue into another podcast because we talked about NHL stuff. AHL stuff, they could really use some of what they did for the NHL. To your point that you last talked about, everyone has a role in the AHL skills, even if it's just passing the puck around. Their events can be very entertaining. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. We saw the AHL skills contest yesterday. Those guys looked like they were having fun, right? Yeah, they looked like they were having fun. Um, the, and, I mean, the thing, the thing, one of the things that stood out to me for the AHL, for, like, the, their skills competition stuff, is that like nothing needed to be over explained. Mm-hmm. Everything is very simple. There's your breakaway challenge. There's a like passing relay thing where all three guys have to touch it before someone can shoot. Like that's the most complicated one there is, I think. Yeah. You know, like fastest skater, hardest shot. Um, there's some sort of like what the, the one where the goalies have to try to make as many saves as they can or whatever. Oh, where you have two skaters like, on either side. They each shoot it five times, one at a time and goalies have to like go post yeah, to post. Is, yeah. And so like, the AHL like decides to get a little complicated in that they, you know, each, each like East and West gets awarded points based off of things that happen. Yep. So like that part gets a little convoluted and I don't really care about it because whatever, we're all, it's just fun anyway. But like the events themselves, you don't need like a roadmap to figure it out. I remember when I went to the one in LA, when you walk in, they handed you like a card, like, you know, a, oh, a big the- card thing that explained all the rules to everything. I was like, I shouldn't need a like Wikipedia guide to help me understand what's happening here. So I feel like in the attempt of making it fun, they've also made things like just way overly complicated. Like the AHL keeps, keeps it simple. They keep it moving. I have the AHL one in the other room. Yeah. I'm not going to leave it to yourself to go get it. I know. I, I have one somewhere too, but like, I feel like the AHL one, like, wasn't at like theirs no, was, was more, simple. Theirs was more complicated because of the whole like you get a point for this, the other team gets a point for that. Like that makes it complicated, but like yeah. whatever. But it was basically if you score a goal, you get a goal on there. Mm-hmm. If you have the fastest time right. overall, you get a goal. Right. Which makes it a good competition mm-hmm. between conferences. Mm-hmm. 
I think the competition aspect needs to come back. Maybe mm-hmm. have some pride in if you're from the West or from your East. Mm-hmm. You know, which conference is really better? Which is a stronger conference? In the AHL's case, the Eastern Conference, apparently. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a Firebirds or... Whatever. You know, Wranglers fan, whatever. But as far as the skills contest, it was the East. What about for the NHL? I think the East would have won that. Well, I don't know. If you have a McDavid, you could do well in the skills mm-hmm. and win it almost every time. Yeah. But then on the other side, you could say, oh, you have a McDavid. Well, we have a Crosby. We have mm-hmm. an Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. See, there's, there's a little right. bit of tension. Right. In this conference that you have, you could have guys like Lukas Dostal, mm-hmm. who could be like a world-class goaltender. Mm-hmm. You could have Jesper Wallstedt, or you could have, you know, some unnamed guy from the Chicago Wolves. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should probably explain that. You should probably explain what happened there, because <laughs> some guy from Chicago didn't get introduced. That was a kind of oh. funny moment. Yeah, the PA announcer for, for the Laval Rocket accidentally skipped a guy. Um, they skipped... Uh, the Chicago Wolves captain. Also hilarious because he is French Canadian. Yeah. Like they skipped Max Lejoie, one of the hometown players. Um, the guy just read right past it. But he took it in stride. Yeah, he was like, ah, whatever. And I love seeing some of the posts on Twitter about it. Like, oh, this is who we forgot. Like, yeah. I just Oops. love seeing it. But at least that part of Twitter had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, AHL Twitter enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's it's their skills competition event, like I said, like they, they keep it moving. They keep it to a very tight, like, hour. Um, you know, obviously, the NHL has a lot more corporate sponsorship nonsense they have to, to deal with, which I feel like is part of the reason why this gets so, like, everything is, like, the Enterprise car, like, Golfarama hardest shot blob. Like, <laughs> everything has a sponsor. They have certain, like, marks they have to hit because of deals and stuff like you know <laughs> they have a whatever two hour block on tv probably like i i know that they're it's it's a lot easier for the ahl to say this is our product we're going start to finish we're done like there's no random side tangents off into other stuff there's no pre-recorded anything it's just guys doing the thing and then they're done i um, think the only one that was sponsored was the ccm um fast escape that was it yeah well i think like they but were that was all, so in like, they were all sponsored by things but like like, it wasn't a big, like... No, they just said it in passing. Right. Like, the CCM this. Right. That was it. Yeah. I think only half of them were sponsored. Yeah. But even so, it's still fun to watch. Right. Uh, because this is a Locked on Ducks podcast, yes. we have to talk about the breakaway relay. This is part of the fun that I love. Lukas Dostal is a freaking gem of a player. Aside from being just a nice guy. Yeah. The last part of that breakaway relay had a great moment towards the end mm-hmm. Where I forget whose kid it was. Like, I'm just blanking um, on... Dumont. Who... Dumont, yeah, yeah. Dumont for the Syracuse Crunch. Yes. So instead of him shooting the final shot, he brought his kid out for the final shot. And Dostal's just kind of watching this like, oh, what do I do? Dostal understood the assignment. <laughs> and he let the little kid score on him. But I loved little Dumont's reaction where he scored, he celebrated, then did this to the crowd. Yeah. That was a great selly. Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Dosto also had the the guy who tried to bat Oh, him. that's right. He had the guy that tried to like... Um, oh, it was one of the Rocket players. Yeah, it was uh, Anthony Richard. Richard, there we go. I think, I think it was Richard. Yeah, it had to have been. 
but he was doing a little bit of flippy puck. He was flipping the puck on his stick during the breakaway challenge. Dulles all kind of moving like, what the hell's going on here? So flippy, flippy, flips it way up, swings like a baseball bat, but Dostal just saves it right there. But Dostal saved it and showed him the puck and flipped the puck in the air. I was like, chef's kiss right there. Yeah, which like shows like talent and fun. Mm-hmm. Where is that in the NHL? Yeah. The AHL did that so flawlessly that even some of our fellow writers have mm-hmm. said, the a- is it just me or is the AHL skill contest yeah. more fun? Yeah. It totally is. Yeah. Way more fun. Yeah. It's just, it's it's so efficient. There's so much less, I mean, it's televised, but it's not televised in the same way. Like, again, like there's fewer ad breaks mm-hmm. because they don't have a bunch of commercials to, to air. Like there's on the NHL network where your only commercials are like, do you need more, more gout medicine? <laughs> like... You know, it's not like it's on NBC and there's like, we need time for commentary. Like, you know, they can be much more efficient about it. And like, I mean, that problem all boils down to capitalism. But that's a First whole off, other podcast. It, it's not gout. It's diabetes. <laughs> so I'm kidding. Same difference. <laughs> you know, random disease here. Random pills here. Right. Or random... Oh, let's try these pots and pans, you know. Right. Or but, like, do you need life insurance? Are you going to die? <laughs> well, the average age of... Actually, no, I take that back. Because the average age of people watching on TV on NHL Network, probably a little bit older than the average fan watching on ESPN, which is another issue. Can't wait till it's on TNT next year. Oh, is that really going to make it any better? TNT tends to have more fun. Okay. You have to admit, they have more fun. But back to our original point, back to the AHL. Even though it's Laval, Quebec, Canada, and it's negative a million degrees out there, they're still having fun. Yeah. And they want to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm sure I jokingly said this, like, oh, Podorowski probably just wants to be back in Palm Springs in the nice weather. But being an all-star is a great honor. And I'm sure he would have wanted to be there, even though he's done it before. Yeah. You know, Potts has been an all-star, what, yeah. two, three times? Probably. Yeah. But he is legit injured, which sucks. Yeah. I'm sure all those guys wanted to be there because it is still a great honor to be an all-star in any league, no matter what. Yeah. And a lot of the players, you know, you can see after the HL skills is done, they have the glass down. What do they all do? Yeah. They sign autographs. Yeah, which I think is really neat. Like, I don't think that would ever fly in the NHL. Oh, people, that would not. People are too, no. people are too insane. Like, someone would, like, throw their freaking baby at Sidney Crosby or something. Yeah. But, like, in the AHL, like, it's a much more chill, like, family-ish sort of environment. Like, yeah, they take all the glass down from the boards, and after the skills competition, the players come, they sign jerseys, they sign people's programs, like, and there's always, there will always be one or two guys who stay the entire, like, until everyone who wants a signature, like, you know, has, has got it. And I think, like, a lot of these guys, especially, like, you're like kind of lifer AHL guys who have been around the league for a long time. Like they, they get, they get what that league means. Yep. They get who their fan base is. And like, they, they understand the responsibility towards fans that they have. I will say though. Um, so we both went to the AHL All-Star game when it was out here in California. Yeah, Ontario. Ontario. Um, I don't know if you remember, it was during the, um, the speeches for like the, the Hall of Fame. Oh, the Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. And so there was the one guy who was getting inducted into the Hall of Fame who I think was like a retired coach. 
guy. Uh, would it have been Fatoric, maybe? No. I maybe, I think so. I don't know. Reg- reg- it doesn't really matter who he yeah. was. The point is, it was a guy who was a retired coach, and he, you know, so there, there's this whole big ceremony where they, you know, induct people into the AHL Hall of Fame and all this stuff. And all the, like, the players all come down and, and sit for it. Um, and the guy who was giving the speech, like, actually turned and directed his attention to all of them. And he was like, people are watching you. <laughs> He's like, basically, like, if you don't want to be here, tough. I don't care. Like, oh, that's he, right. He gave them a very like come to Jesus tough love talk about like fake it till you make it, basically. And like some of it was more geared towards like, yes, I know that the AHL is not where a lot of you guys want to be. You want to be in the next step. You want to be at the NHL. But like, this is where you're at. This is where you're at right here, right now. This ballroom in Ontario, California. Like, <gasps> and you have to like, you know, suck it up and like. You never know who is watching you. Your next opportunity could come from someone who is seeing you in this room and maybe someone's going to not want to like trade for you or, you know, call you up because they saw how poorly you behaved at an event that maybe you didn't want to be at. So like, I don't know that I would say it's universal that these guys all want to be there more than the NHL guys. Like that guy would not have given them that speech if he didn't notice guys just clearly, you know, blown it off. But I think that there's more people there. It, in general, again, especially with, like, the lifer kind of guys, like, they're so much more down to earth. Um, and they get they get why they're there, and they get the role that they play and the importance that they're, they, they have. But Yeah, there was a few veteran guys in particular that really liked that speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, Matt Molson. Oh, yeah? Who that was, makes sense. Who was the captain for, I think, the Eastern Conference yeah. that season. Yeah. He was one of those that kind of took that speech to heart. He said, you know what? Like, I hope more younger guys mm-hmm. can really take that to heart mm-hmm. and see it. Because, uh, remember, like, you're right. Every player was there. Mm-hmm. I talked to Maddie for a couple minutes afterwards. He loved that speech. Yeah. Um, Ferk liked that speech. Yeah. But Ferk is also a tough love kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. But he was having fun. Yeah. But that's kind of the difference with the AHL All-Star game. You either have an AHL lifer mm-hmm. or 67% of those All-Stars are younger guys because mm-hmm. if you're that good in the AHL, you're going to get right. called up. Right. You're not going to stay for too long. Right. So to your point, it's it's a tough love. Yeah. But it's a message that needs to get out yeah. more to the younger guys. Right. The older guys don't give a crap. Right. Especially the big superstars like the Ovechkins and the right. Crosbys and the McDavid's of the world. Right. They're not going to care. Right. Which I think makes the AHL all star a wholly unique product mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that yeah. I think more fans should probably pay attention to a little bit. Yeah. And like, it's interesting, like, you know, just trying to think of like who, like, you know, when, when you, when I watch the NHL All-Star game and like, who's kind of going through the motions and who like is, is getting it. Like, I wouldn't say that like Crosby and Ovechkin were just sort of like, it really seemed like it was that tweener group of guys, Yeah, like, you know, cause like the younger guys who were there, all kind of seem to get it and have fun. Like the Kachucks, like both were like <laughs> living their best lives. Like Mitch Marner looked like, I mean, he was having fun, Yeah. but it's sort of that middle group of like late twenties sort of guys who like are sort of past that age. Of, yeah. Like, we're fun and quirky and new and we, we have personalities, but they're not quite to the like grizzled veteran, like Sidney Crosby. I've seen everything. And like, I get why I'm here. Like it, it kind of is that middle lump of guys who aren't like, just didn't, get the assignment yeah that that's always a tough part of it yeah <laughs> um, it's a good conversation to have mm-hmm. it's a good one yeah. so AHL all-star game you know everyone should check it out mm-hmm. at least once in their lives mm-hmm. next year it's gonna be in san jose yeah yeah so you know go check it out chomp chomp 
Texu Arena. Is that I, I, I Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. I just call it the Baby Shark Tank. The Baby Shark Tank. I, I will likely be there for that one. So it'll be fun. Good conversation to have. Yeah. Good, good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so where can the fine folks find your work? Where can they find your podcast and all that jazz? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. It's W-R-I-T-E said Sarah with an H. Uh, you can find me as the, uh, as I've been calling it, the EBUP, the Emergency Backup Podcaster, uh, over on the Calder Farmstead. I've been filling in this season uh, as one half of the show, talking about uh, different AHL teams every week. Uh, we do try to say nice things about the Gulls because you deserve it, um, because it has been so much pain. Otherwise, uh, you can find that wherever you get your podcasts um, and also on YouTube. You had a fan come up to you, actually, over the weekend. I did. I appreciated that. Y'all deserve it. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that the team is bad and your coach should have retired a while ago. But the team is still fun. Right. At times. Yeah. Yeah. You've got some guys who do stuff. we love Lukas Dostal. Yeah, I mean... He, he they, is goaded. Apparently, no one else loves him on his team, or else they wouldn't make him struggle so hard. But, like... Oh, poor Dostal. There's your goalie of the future. Be nice to him. Please be nice to him. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter sphere at StimpyJD, and the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, um, YouTube, Amazon now. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. And the Amazon version's at free. Oh! <gasps> How cool is that? Yeah. Good times. Yep. Yep. Cool. Thank you for watching. On behalf of Sarah and myself, for Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.J. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the evening. Please um, be sure to stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. I'm going to leave that all in. Mm -hmm. Stay safe. Be kind to one another, especially be kind to all the Goals fans out there and Ducks fans. And Ducks fly together. Come